No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome back to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today, we see where Moses renews the covenant with the children of Israel prior to them crossing the Jordan River to inherit the promised land. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Deuteronomy chapter 29 on Simply the Bible. As a pastor, I have often been asked to perform a renewal of wedding vows for a couple who is celebrating a milestone anniversary. For example when they've been married for 25 years. It's wonderful knowing that your spouse loves you enough to make the same vows now as he or she did back then. When God first made a covenant with the children of Israel at Mount Sinai, he viewed it as a marriage covenant. That was 40 years ago. Now they were about to enter the promised land and God wanted to renew his covenant with this new generation. We pick it up in Deuteronomy chapter 29. These are the words of the covenant which the Lord commanded Moses to make with the children of Israel in the land of Moab, besides the covenant which he made with them in Horeb. Now Moses called all Israel and said to them, You have seen all that the Lord did before your eyes in the land of Egypt, to Pharaoh and to all his servants and to all his land the great trials which your eyes have seen, the signs, and those great wonders. Yet the Lord has not given you a heart to perceive, and eyes to see, and ears to hear, to this very day. And I have led you forty years in the wilderness. Your clothes have not worn out on you, and your sandals have not worn out on your feet. You have not eaten bread, nor have you drunk wine or similar drink that you may know that I am the Lord your God. God's covenants with man have always been based upon what he has done. He always initiates. And how could it be any other way since he has given us life? Moses pointed to God's record of goodness and to his provision. In 40 years, neither their clothes nor sandals had worn out. God sustained them every day with manna from heaven. But the children of Israel had not a heart to perceive it. They didn't have eyes to see or ears to hear. That is the way it often is. God surrounds every person with so many blessings, not the least of which is life itself. But people do not perceive. They take for granted his blessings. Their hearts are dull. Their eyes are shut and their ears are deaf to his voice. It takes a sovereign work of God's grace to open the heart, open the eyes, and open the ears to spiritual things. Verse 7. And when you came to this place, Sihon, king of Heshbon, and Og, king of Bashan, came out against us to battle, and we conquered them. We took their land and gave it as an inheritance to the Reubenites, to the Gadites, and to half the tribe of Manasseh. No doubt Moses related this account to encourage their hearts. There is nothing like the victories of the past to give us peace and assurance in the present and hope for the future. Verse 9, Therefore, keep the words of this covenant and do them. 
that you may prosper in all that you do. All of you stand today before the Lord your God, your leaders and your tribes and your elders and your officers, all the men of Israel, your little ones and your wives, also the stranger who is in your camp from the one who cuts your wood to the one who draws your water, that you may enter into covenant with the Lord your God and into his oath, which the Lord your God makes with you today that he may establish you today as a people for himself, and that he may be God to you, just as he has spoken to you, and just as he has sworn to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. While the covenant was initiated by God, it had to be maintained by the people's obedience. Their ability to remain in the promised land was contingent upon their obedience to the covenant. Yet their obedience was not merely to a set of rules. As a marriage covenant, it was based on love. Verse 14, I make this covenant and this oath not with you alone, but with him who stands here with us today before the Lord our God, as well as with him who is not here with us today. Those who were not with them at the time were future generations. So Moses emphasized the importance of their actions that day. They weren't only acting on their own behalf, but also on behalf of their children and grandchildren. If we would consider how our choices affect our family, both now and in the future, then perhaps we would be more careful about the decisions that we make. Verse 16. For you know that we dwelt in the land of Egypt and that we came through the nations which you passed by and you saw their abominations and their idols which were among them, wood and stone and silver and gold, so that there may not be among you man or woman or family or tribe whose heart turns away today from the Lord our God to go and serve the gods of these nations and that there may not be among you a root bearing bitterness or wormwood. The children of Israel were well acquainted with idols, both the idols in Egypt and the idols that they had encountered in their wilderness journey. And now they would encounter more idols in Canaan. And Moses knew that they would be tempted to serve them. If a man, woman, family, or tribe were to turn away from the Lord to serve these gods, then it would be a bitter root that would spread to infect the entire nation. What the individual did affected the covenant community. No one could be an island to himself and just do whatever he or she wanted without it affecting everyone. The author of Hebrews quotes verse 18 saying that, we should look carefully so that no one falls short of the grace of God and then no bitter root rises among us causing trouble and defiling many. We are also a covenant community, a body of believers. As no member of your body can exist independently without the other members, so we cannot survive spiritually without others in the body of Christ. And what each of us does or doesn't do affects to some degree the entire body. That is why we must look out for each other. Hebrews 3.13 says, But exhort one another daily while it is called today, 
lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. Verse 19. And so it may not happen when he hears the words of this curse that he blesses himself in his heart, saying, I shall have peace, even though I follow the dictates of my heart, as though the drunkard could be included with the sober. The Lord would not spare him, for then the anger of the Lord and his jealousy would burn against that man. And every curse that is written in this book would settle on him. And the Lord would blot out his name from under heaven. And the Lord would separate him from all the tribes of Israel for adversity, according to all the curses of the covenant that are written in this book of the law. There is that tendency for a person to think that the rules simply don't apply to him and that he can get away with it. This is the deceitfulness of the human heart, of which we are all susceptible. But the Lord judges impartially, and there are no exceptions. There is the law of sowing and reaping that applies to everybody. As Paul writes in Galatians 6-7, Do not be deceived. God is not mocked for whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. So in the case of a person willfully disobeying the commandments, what does it mean that the Lord would blot out his name from under heaven? Evidently, that person would be separated from the rest of the children of Israel, would be cut off from them and punished for his sin according to the curses that are written in the law. And that's exactly what would later happen to Achan, who stole items from Jericho after everyone was told that everything in Jericho was devoted to the Lord and they weren't to touch any of it. He was then stoned to death by the congregation for his transgression. Verse 22, so that the coming generation of your children who rise up after you and the foreigner who comes from a far land would say when they see the plagues of that land and the sicknesses which the Lord has laid on it, the whole land is brimstone, salt, and burning. It is not sown, nor does it bear, nor does any grass grow there, like the overthrow of Sodom and Gomorrah, Adma and Zeboam, which the Lord overthrew in his anger and his wrath. You see, Moses anticipated that in future generations, people would travel to the land of Israel from distant places, and they would see the result of God's plagues and devastation of the land and see that it was barren and not even growing grass. And all nations would say, Why has the Lord done so to this land? What does the heat of this great anger mean? Then people would say, Because they have forsaken the covenant of the Lord God of their fathers, which he made with them when he brought them out of the land of Egypt. For they went and served other gods and worshipped them, gods that they did not know and that he had not given to them. The nations would say, what happened? I thought this was the land of milk and honey. What in the world did Israel do so that God destroyed the land like this? And the people would say, it's because Israel forsook the Lord who brought them out of Egypt and served and worshipped other gods. Then, The anger of the Lord was aroused against this land to bring on it every curse that is written in this book. And the Lord uprooted them from their land in anger, in wrath, and in great indignation and cast them into another land as it is this day. 
You see, Israel would be an example to the nations of the world one way or another, either for good or for evil. They would demonstrate how God prospers those who fear and love the Lord or how he punishes those who rebel against him. Verse 29, the secret things belong to the Lord our God, but those things which are revealed belong to us and to our children forever, that we may do all the words of this law. The Lord has many secrets. Some of these he revealed to Israel, and they belong to Israel and their descendants forever. They also belong to us today. In addition, more secrets have been revealed through the person and work of Jesus Christ. The Apostle Paul spoke of mysteries that have been revealed in these last days. One mystery is that Christ is in you, the hope of glory. Once these secrets are revealed, then they belong to us. And happy is the person who meditates on these things. Happy is the person who hears these words and puts them into practice. He is like a wise man who builds his house on the rock. May we renew our covenant with the Lord today by remembering all he has done for us and pledging ourselves to love and to serve him. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to previous episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. Tomorrow, we'll see Moses predicting that after God scatters the children of Israel throughout the world for their disobedience, he will bring them back into the promised land and rejoice over them. Moses warns them of the blessings and curses so that they will choose life. We hope you'll join us as we continue through the book of Deuteronomy on Simply the Bible.